welcome everybody to the one to go show presented by our friends over at dirt track supply episode 143 it is the bert layman it in the black sweatshirt it is the ryan aho is that pink is that salmon <laughs> it's like it's like a reddish salmon yeah yeah with the baseball cap and it is puka speaking with the white visor in the blue shirt uh good to see you guys big week coming up invite time is here bert doesn't get that right because not that he doesn't get it because he's been to some invitationals but eastern wisconsin doesn't really have what we have right? right it's invite time in our neck of the woods i'm jacked up for it it's the best time of year man oh totally yeah i mean in east in eastern wisconsin they some of the tracks have year-end specials but there's no specials that have any history behind them like you guys have out in your area. And there's uh, no, uh, none of them have late models. So Ooh. it just kind of stick to it, right? Because that's at one point, the Silver 1000 didn't have history either. Now that was 50 years ago, right? But it, it didn't at that point. And uh, Puka, you mentioned Dirt Track Supply. I just want to shout out to them guys, a huge thanks to them guys, big supporters of the show, big supporters of dirt track racing, Trevor having a bang up here in the late model, not running as much in the mod because that tri-state series is going really good, but dirt track supply, they, they'll take care of you. Whether you need part safety equipment, you name it, you need a new chassis, aero chassis. I mean, Jeremy Castro knocked down his 15th of the year. So obviously they find their way to victory lane. Those guys do a great job for the sport. And uh, I love his enthusiasm. He's always positive the way that he portrays everything. So thanks to everybody at Dirt Track Supply. Yeah, so as we're saying, invitational season's here, Ryan. It is. It, you know what? We're going to get more to invitational season in just a little bit. But I'd be remiss if we didn't give a huge shout out, right? to all the folks over at the Helvernine Speedway over in Proctor, you know, especially Troy and Jonathan Powers. They've done such an awesome job putting this uh, 50th annual Silver 1000 together as far as creating more money. 6000 plus to win the Wasota Late Model feature, 500 to start. I think it's like 1500 for 10th. Amazing pay. I'm thinking the car count's going to be through the roof. Um, Lauren Inman and uh, several others. Lauren Inman especially did a great job with the Roy Miller Memorial for the Modifieds, raising a bunch of extra money for that as well. Uh, 2900 to win the Wissota Modified portion. And, of course, Roy Miller passed here just recently. Jason Miller's dad, the 12M. So I'm, I'm looking forward. We'll talk more about the silver in just a little bit, but I'm jacked for it. Shout out to those guys. Um, what hey, I got something for you. So we know that Puka's at home. And we know that Bert's at home. And I'm here, I'm right in the Halberline studio, right? Um, now, I'm going to give you a clue. I'm in the hometown, and I got this from Jeff, because I had no clue. Our late model expert, Jeff, did a great job. I'm in Wisconsin. I'm in Bert's neck of the woods, okay? Home of Randercar. Don't tell Um Menasha? Close, close. So I'm in Little Shoot, Wisconsin. Oh, okay, okay. Yep. And I had no idea a random car was here. Had no idea, but Bobby G had a random car. Remember the two car puka that Don Oz drove for Bob Rainey? Yes, that was a random car, Gary Pearson, Steve Vessel. I tried to find out, didn't get the info in time if Bobby G's uh, Labor Day wins. Maybe we're in a random car. 
but uh, I think they took how chassis and kind of reconfigured them a little bit. But uh, I talked to Mark Tremberth. He says, get me some memorabilia from town if you can. I'm like, well, I'll see what I can do. I can't promise you nothing. But <laughs> you're, uh, you're only like an hour and 15 minutes away from me. <laughs> well, that's why I asked about golf, but my day didn't go very oh, okay. well. So it just wasn't going to work out. And and Puka, speaking of the silver one thousand, I I got to be honest. I think I think Jody Belfi's Facebook page was hacked. Oh, okay. um, because Proctor's kind of had a little character last couple of weeks. Not not a bad way. It was a little little character. Elbows up, turn and burn. Track was sticky. Right, they had to actually scrape mud. And somebody put on Jody's page that man, I really it was fun. Like I had fun. I'm like. Now, I wasn't Jody. He don't like that kind of track. So I talked to him today. He's like, I, I got to be honest. It was fun. Elbows up racing on that. I don't know what it is, but it was fun. I'm like, I told you. Right. So I'm looking forward to Proctor. But I had to jab uh, Jody Belfight just a little bit there. So, so you say the track is in good shape right now. I think Donnie Loftel is going to do a good job. You know, they don't have enough classes. They only got two. Just kidding, Puka. Just kidding. Um, no, yeah, Donnie, I'm not going if there's only two. Right. Yeah, it'll be good. So what do we got next year? All right. Well, everyone out there, if you can uh, hit the, hit the like button, we'd appreciate that. Um, that'll help get us rolling and uh, we'll get right into blast of the past uh, brought to you by impact health sharing. Yeah, this is the time of year, right? It's just about September um, open enrollment right around the corner. If you pay for your own health care, if you can't afford health insurance, you know, if you're just sick of the health insurance you have, if you're looking for other options, Shoot me a text, shoot me a Facebook message. Um, I have a product out there that's been saving people thousands of dollars. Can't promise you anything, but I'd be happy to get you a quote, see what we can do. So, number 143. Either of you have a 143? No, I do not. I don't either. How about a 43? <laughs> Go ahead, Bert. Um, I, well, I mean, I have one. I believe his, I believe his first name was Logan. I'm not positive on that. His last name was Fleischman. Uh, he raced a truck at Anigo at Lang Lake County Speedway. Uh, but then he he raced a late model for one, maybe two years um, at Lang Lake County Speedway. And then he'd come to Shano Speedway every now and then. Um, but he's the only area driver I can I can think of. And I mean, obviously, 43, if you're talking NASCAR, I mean, the king. Um, <laughs> so... Yeah, that's all I came up with. I, I'm this is the first time I've ever really been stumped on a dirt track racer. So I, I, I was with I was with Bert, the STP, the King. Because usually Absolutely. one there's one person that flashes right away, and that's the one I go with. And then, but I uh, just um, all right. Who do you got? So I got I got a couple. So the first one, uh, this gentleman passed away a few years back. I ran against him in the Super Stocks. Adam Long, he was a number 43. He had a Richard Petty. It seems like everybody that goes 43 kind of has a Richard Petty themed car. It's just weird how that works, right? But, uh, you know, gone way too soon. I think he was in his 50s when he passed away. I ran super stocks against him for a number of years down in Proctor and Superior. Really nice guy. Um, Barracuda, right? How was, Do you remember in the six-cylinder class the blue Cuda at the Hibbing Raceway, Puka? I don't. Okay, it was number 48. Okay, now it started as number 43. So the Niska clan, remember Dean Niska, which is Paul's dad, which is 
you know, they're all related, Tim and Pete and, you know, Dean and all of them, right? So they bought that car, I think around 1980, from uh, Chuck Dahl. Now, I'm not sure if Chuck Dahl was related to Joni Dahl, who tragically lost her life here a couple weeks back. My guess, probably, because the Titan Racing family. But Matt Moyerly, I think is how you spell it, was the original driver. It was a brother-in-law of one of the Nesbins, okay? They show up to the racetrack with that Cuda, and it was at Hibbing Raceway for years. I mean, if you look back, I mean, you'll see it on Vintage Iron Range Racing. They show up to the track. There's already a 43 in the six-cylinder class. Chisholm guy, Balkan guy, Balkan guy, Dave Hannigan. He was number really? 40. Yeah. Well, now, got to be related to Tony, right? Yeah, Tony. I would think. Yeah, so we can find out, but I think that would be maybe Tony's uncle, maybe. But Dave Hannigan, Hannigan was 43, so they just finished, because they wanted a Richard Petty-themed car, too, right? So they just finished off the three, made it a 48, and then um, I think a year or two later, Tim Niska, who went on to win a bunch of races in the 11 car, he ran that car later on, bought Doug Scott's number uh, number five car son. That was a six-cylinder made of the Super. And then Dean Niska ran that car the rest of the way out. So that's that's a car that was one of those cars that was, like, around the Hibbing Raceway for years and years and years. And if, well, I'll post a picture of it here because you'll remember it. I mean, you'll, you'll for sure remember that car. So kind of a neat – I like that history stuff on the 43. Let's get to the meat of the show. All right. Yeah, let's move on to our trackside reporting. Brought to you, as always, by Blue Line Brews. So we just talked a little bit of – invitational talk you know the nights are going to start getting cooler we've all been to those invitationals we're freezing at night so what you're going to want when you pull the camper into the to the, your, your local race get some blue line brews blue line brews.com save 15 is a promo code save save 15 on your order and of course it's the coffee that gives back 10 percent of profits to families fallen officers injured officers uh iron range duluth bemidji northern wisconsin up over into ashland you can see find blue line brews at some store so this is what the, the logo looks like and of course i like showing this little pups the uh, uh k9 unit here for the the uh, k cups so blue line brews thanks for all your support um check out their social pages give them a like give them a thumbs up follow them there and uh like i said get your coffee get your mojo because um, unfortunately it's, you know, Labor Day's coming and the nights are going to get cool. And, uh, that means summer's kind of coming to an end. So I'm going to start with this. I saw something on Facebook, Bert, and I paraphrase the quote, racers are athletes. <laughs> Terry Phillips would say you're spot on. Yes. Racers are athletes either. Either that or just uh, it's a testament to, of how out of shape that I am. Um, <laughs> Give them the load on. Yeah, Friday night. Uh, I mean, about 25 years ago, I, I raced go-karts. I raced on the dirt for a little bit, and then I raced on ice. We'd start our tires, and then we'd race on Shano Lake. Uh, but anyway, I haven't raced for about 25 years, and one of my friends – uh, gave me an opportunity. He knew some people who had an extra cart, so they let me race in his cart. And as I found out that, you know, I was racing in the senior division, and as I found out, there's, including me, there are six six carts, six drivers racing, and five of them are all from the same group. So that actually made it more fun because, you know, everybody, you know, they all know each other. And, I mean, they're competitive, but, you know, it, it, it's for fun. Um, and uh, so... 
I got to race at Little Buckaroo Raceway in uh, Cecil, Wisconsin. And um, for the first, you race two heat races, then you race a feature. Heat races are six laps, feature is 12 laps. Um, lineup comes out, and I'm starting on the pole for the first heat race. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I haven't raced in 25 years, and they put me on the pole. And I actually thought about electing to start in the back, but then I thought, no, I've raced before. I know how to start a race. I'm going to make them earn it if they're going to beat me. So I, I started on the pole and I hung with them for about a lap and a half. Then I got pushed up to the high side. and <laughs> uh, But uh, I didn't finish last in any of the races, though. So uh, there's another guy racing who was racing one of their carts and he hadn't raced. I don't know if he's ever raced before or he, it was a long time since he's raced. So, uh, um, so I didn't finish last, but, uh, um, my body was feeling it, uh, on Saturday and Sunday, my arms were sore and the muscles in, in my shoulders and chest were sore from, from sawing on that steering wheel. But, uh, and after the races, I mean, I was, I was out of breath. So don't ever tell me that, uh, racers aren't athletes you signed some <laughs> autographs then after the races too i i did not sign any autographs no single lady <laughs> single lady no, no, no single lady no single ladies were there you <laughs> he he didn't sign any body parts nothing no, like that no. <laughs> rick eckert <laughs> <laughs> so how about actual racing did, did anybody race i know i know that there was a dirt kings race over yeah. in, in wisconsin uh, what happened? Did you go to Shano? Did they race this weekend? Uh, no, um, pretty much everything was rained out in eastern Wisconsin on Saturday and, and Sunday. Uh, but yeah, the Dirt Kings, they raced in Plymouth. Um, obviously, I wasn't there since I was racing uh, the go-kart. And uh, But in the Dirt Kings race, uh, Nick Aveling's, uh win streak ends at four. Uh, he did finish second, started six, finished second, but uh, the win... I went to uh, Turk Letizia, and it was his first Dirt Kings race, his first feature win ever in Dirt Kings. So, so, so it, it's always Logan good to see some. What's that? Turk Logan from Six Pack. <laughs> oh, Letizia. Okay. Okay. So, so uh, yeah, I I didn't get to any races this week. Actually, if it wouldn't have rained, I was going to go to the dark side and go to an asphalt race on Saturday. So, <laughs> oof. Well, you, you know, I, I was talking about the just brief, briefly on the NASCAR stuff. I've had some people text me and say, you know, it's still NASCAR racing, it's still not dirt racing, but it's kind of a neat deal. They got a lot of the old racers in the booth. It's kind of making it a little bit interesting with Boyer and, you know, you get Junior in there that's kind of making it a little bit of fun because some of the, them are some of the guys that we watch. So I, if, if there's nothing going on after our season's kind of done up here, I'll probably watch one or two. We'll see what happens. Well, I was, I was going to go to uh, um, the asphalt race at uh, Marshfield motor speedway, which used to be a dirt track. Uh, but anyway, there's the, this, a guy from Florida, he's trying to, uh, um, get crate late model racing um going a little bit in wisconsin and it was going to be twin twin features 500 to start in 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 the features. so i mean it was going to be a good payday and um so i i would 
I did some promo stories for it. So I, I've worked, I've been working with him a little bit to help to try to uh, uh, bring some attention to it. So that's why I was going to be going there. Okay. Okay. I went to Sycamore. Yeah. I actually down in Illinois. I went to Sycamore to help the Dulciac boys. Um, of course, Brian's running a fear stock. Dave last year's track champion in the street stock. Dave has a pile of seconds over the last month or so. And I told him, I said, dude, you get another second. I am absolutely getting you a bridesmaid's dress, right? So he did not get second. Ooh. Oh, he got third. Oh. He misunderstood. I want to go backwards a spot. I want to go forwards a spot. And, and he's salty. He's like, oh, he's all mad. He was there. He was battling for first and second. Car was just a little tight. So, but I, I like his competitiveness, though, so, because if you don't, if you ain't first, you're last, right? And, you know, most people, they get a podium finish, 24 cars, you'd be like, hey, it was a good night. He's like freaking third. He's like ready to, I should just quit. I suck. Cars, are, like, he's all mad. I'm like, kind of reminds me of me. I kind of had them days. I kind of like that. And then Brian, his cousin, he's running a pure stock. He's got a new car, barely any experience. And same thing. Oh, man, I can't get this thing to go. Well, the car was awful to start the season. You got to take some strides. Everything good takes time. But I had a really good car count over there. Track was in pretty good shape over in Sycamore. Had a lot of fun. But now I'm coming back to my stomping grounds this week. So How was the crowd? Packed as always? Was. They get a really good crowd over there. They Regular night racing, I'd say they're, you know, 1,200 people. You know, they, get, they pack them in on a regular night. So awesome. pretty impressive. That's awesome. All right. Let's move on to the top five moments of the week. Brought to you, Ryan, by the birthday boy. Yeah, Brad Parson. Happy birthday, buddy. You know, of course, he's got great products out there. As it turns out, if you're, you know, hunting, he has products for you, but primarily farming, right? A lot of egg products out there, different stuff that you can put in your current spray packages. You know, he, he wants to help you make money. He's a racer at heart. Hopefully he gets out there before the end of the season. We'll see. But the fact is, you know, he'll help you out. Get a hold of him. He wants you to increase your yields, increase your uh, profitability. That, you know, raise the bottom line. And he has a lot of good products to help you do just that. So get a hold of Brad Parson. He'll take good care of you. All right. Number five, some racing down in the southern part of Wazota. Yeah, well, not Wasota because they dropped Wasota, right? Eagle Valley Speedway, Jim Falls, which, hey, tip of the cap, Jerry and the crew down at Jerry's World. Track's been pretty good. Car counts have been way better than I expected, but they had the Lonnie Lou Memorial. And Lonnie Lou, a guy that around the same time Dan McMahon passed away, some 20 years ago-ish around that, um, he tragically lost his life as well. That guy was a hell of a super stock driver, really good racer. I did not know him, but I raced against him. And uh, it was a battle of generational talents. And Brandon Newman in the Dirt Dueler out-dueled, did a little slide job and back and forth there with Taryn Spacek. Hell of a race for, for the better part of that. But uh, that Dirt Dueler was just too strong, held off the TRC chassis of Taryn Spacek. Great race over in Jim Falls, Wisconsin. All right. Uh, well, I was going to say some tragedy at Gonnick Lodge Superior, but uh, thankfully it wasn't tragedy. Well, a, a, car, a car or two got killed, right? <laughs> so there was a little tragedy there. Midwest Mod action. Of course, they had makeup features. Race one of the night was a Midwest Mod makeup feature and probably one of the craziest rollovers. A pretty violent one. Kennedy Swan, Jesse Paulson, both upside down, down the front straightaway. They ended up all the way down by turn one. 
Um, both cars. I know Kennedy's car went back to SSR. Sounds like it's fixable. She's a little banged up. I mean, she only weighs 80 pounds. She's just a little thing. You know, to see her tumbling down there, not real cool. Jesse Polson posted that he's done for the year. His car is just not fixable before the end of the season. You make the call, right? There's, there's a couple videos. We'll post them here. You make the call. A little bit of drama in, in a little po- one of the post-race championship speeches talking about, you know, that he thought it was dirty. I don't know. I mean, I can tell you this. I mean, the guy, the guy that they're talking about, Cody Carlson, was kind of in, he was there. He's not going to, like, stuff somebody in the fence and roll somebody over on purpose. It was a racing deal. You make the call if you decide if you thought it was his fault or they were four wide, right? Beginning of the night, no greasy on the bottom. You had four cars wide. That don't really usually turn out very good. It did not turn out good here. Glad to hear both Kennedy and Jesse are okay. That's the main thing. And, uh, man, I'm going to knock on wood, knock on wood here. Hopefully Kennedy gets that thing back together because her plans are to come up our way and head over to the Grand Rapids Speedway on Friday. Yes. Awesome. Good luck, Kennedy. All right. Mark Riker. Uh, one little tidbit. I gotta, I'm gonna leak a little rumor I got here, right? Okay. Rumor has it Kennedy Swan possibly looking at fat tire cars, a potential sponsor for the upcoming season. I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll see, but there's some rumors going around that she might be running a late model. Wow. Well, that'd be awesome. I'm excited to see that. All right, the Mark Riker Memorial. Yeah, Mark, I don't know if it's Reeker or Riker. Somebody from Alt West can correct me. Big Sky Speedway. You've been there before out in Billings, Montana. Big thing, Memorial Race, you know, and another guy, far too young, lost his life. I think he used to run a brunette chassis when he raced. But one of the best races I heard about, a buddy of mine, Dan Filto, was out there trucking, stopped by, watched the races. Nick Hunter, a guy that I don't talk about too much, He's got a pile of wins this year. Came from 11th to get his second of the weekend. Last lap pass on Jeremy Mierhofer, who wins a lot of races out west. But Nick Hunter, red hot, big win, biggest payday um, in super stock racing in Montana ever. I think it was over 2,500 wins. So congratulations to Nick Hunter. Yeah, so we had the big woo race down in Davenport. Bert, did you catch any of that? Yes, I did watch that. What'd you think? Well, I watched all three of them. Yeah. Um, the, so the story of the weekend out of there. Well, the story of the weekend is Tanner English um, winning not only his first World of Outlaw race, but his second World of Outlaw race and closing in, uh, closing the gap on the on uh, points leader, Dennis Herb Jr. And if I remember correctly, when... Brandon Shepard announced that he was going to follow Lucas. I said that Tanner English was a dark horse uh, to win the championship. I mean, he still has some hurdles to overcome, but I mean, at least he's making it interesting. Well, I'm the comment on that. That's my comment. So yeah, Tanner English doubles up on, uh, he wins Friday and uh, Saturday. Uh, was it Jason Fager, the high side hustler on Thursday night? But I remember saying the same thing when, when, Brandon Shepard said, I'm out. I was kind of surprised. I mean, Moran already has, Devin Moran already has, a, he was a, the World of Outlaws Rookie of the Year in 2017. But even just to come back and run for that title, just to have that title, and, and even like a Hudson O'Neill maybe jumping ship, maybe getting the Rookie of the Year for, for that, you know, just, I mean, Ryan, correct me if I'm wrong, but wouldn't that look good on a resume, whether to win the title, even just getting that Rookie of the Year, that nobody could ever take that away from you. 
Yeah, I mean, it definitely helps the bottom line when it comes to sponsorship, for sure. Everybody knows what the World of Outlaws is, right? right? Everybody knows what the Lucas Oil Dirt Late Model Series is. So the fact is, to, and, and I would argue that because of the sprint cars, World of Outlaws probably has a bigger name to your non-typical race fan. So there is that, but I honestly thought five, six weeks ago, even three weeks ago, it's over. World of Outlaws points over. Nobody, Nobody's going to catch Dennis Herb Jr., it's under a hundred now, right? A third, a first, and a first for Tanner English, and eighteenth uh, to first the second night, unbelievable. And the third night, he actually fell back. Right, he started front row. Yeah. He fell back. Seven. He fell back to like seven. Yeah. Yeah, somewhere in there, you know, he went with a different tire compound. Said he was conserving the tire. He charged back to the wind. Shannon Bath, twenty fifth to third in that race as well. So. Great racing down there in Davenport, but yeah, like I said, Dennis Herb Jr., you have company. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, you were talking about that 18th to first run. So my statistician here, I was listening to, uh, that's the biggest charge, hard charge in Woo history for a win. So uh, 18th for for a win. Now, there's big hard chargers that have come further and, and not got the win, but he got the win. Um, and remember, he survived that that little hit from Spencer Dirks, him and. Dennis Erber involved in that. Of course, Dennis Erb ended up falling off and he raced a couple more laps, but then he had to pull in. So he was a DNF. So of course that helped Tanner in the points, but um, you know, he survived that, that little bit of scuffle there. And did you guys notice Billy Moyer senior thought he retired? He's down at Batesville. He's, 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 he's in Menominee in, in one of Shaw's cars. And then all of a sudden there's Moyer shows up in Davenport. I remember he's an, he's an Iowa boy. That's where he, you know, he grew up and got his start, but um, is he back world 100? would say he'll be at the world 100 for sure there ain't a question he got top five what did he get fifth the first night yeah fifth or six. yeah he was right there yeah yeah, yeah. and then uh he, he did cause that one caution i think on the second night and that yeah i think that he caused the caution on the second night that bunch up the field that's where english was able to take the lead uh but uh but yeah good to see him back i mean his you know his old paint scheme everything he's he's back <laughs> he just, he's brett Favre. you know he ain't going anywhere <laughs> and I, I do want to say one thing. I mean, we're going to talk about the Lucas race a little later, but, uh, uh, you know, I watched the, the Lucas feature and I watched these three races at Davenport and I'm going to say it size does matter. <laughs> um, for smaller, if you watch, smaller is better. <laughs> exactly. If you want to watch exciting racing, smaller track is better. And this smaller. is, this is coming from me who goes to a half mile track every week to watch races. <laughs> Ladies, perfect time for you to comment. Does size matter? <laughs> we want to hear your comments right now. Uh, please hit us up. All right. And then Ryan, uh, you know, a big win out in Aberdeen for Mike Stearns. Yeah. One of those heartfelt wins, right? You know, uh, um, I didn't have the liberty of knowing this guy, but Andy Daly, uh, a huge part of the racing community. I know he's, he raced in the past, big supporter of, of Mike Stearns. I think he sponsored and helped a lot of people. Um, I think he was 39 years old, tragically lost his life, some health issues. I think a gallbladder deal um, didn't, just didn't get in in time. Well, Mike Stearns put the 12 on the side of his car, kind of a, a tribute body, so to speak. And the first night in the car, I think he started third row in that one, charged to the front, put it in victory lane, tip of the cap. Congratulations, Mike Stearns. That's that's one of those wins that you'll never forget that family will never forget. So cherish that one. That, that was a pretty big moment out the, at the Brown County Speedway. Yeah, that was awesome. All right, let's move on. Hey, wait. Oh, go ahead. 
before we move from the top five, I didn't see my go-karting in the top five. <laughs> hey, if you would have won or at least hurt somebody, right, did something exciting, if you ain't going to win, wreck somebody. You should have rolled over. <laughs> so, <laughs> All right, let's move on to this week's Hot Takes, brought to you by BuyRayShirts.com. Uh, uh, we've talked about them before, so like I said, if uh, uh, whether it's a, uh, you know, you want uh, – whatever, 50 shirts and 50 sweatshirts, or where you want a smaller order, five shirts, five sweatshirts, buyrayshirts.com is the place to be. They also have the outlaw graphics side. Um, they do screen printing, embroidering, uh, signs, race wraps, vehicle wraps, decals, all kinds of promo material. So check them out, buyrayshirts.com. And like I said, it's very easy. I've been through the website. You know, you want to get some shirts here for invitational season. It's really easy, very user-friendly. Buyrayshirts.com will get you handled. All right, Ryan, fan question of the week. For my pissed off points chaser <laughs> to Brown County. So what happened? Brown County rains out Friday. Called Wazota says, Hey, we're going to race Saturday. They got the okay. Should that have been allowed? No, no, absolutely not. So that this is a donkey award, right? To Wazota. Whoever made that decision, huge donkey award. If you're a Wazota board member, what the hell are you guys thinking? Right? There are rules in place. You can't just can't, well, we rained out tonight. We're going to race tomorrow. Now, if they had a scheduled rain date, great. Okay. But they didn't. Okay. This rule came up. Remember back, Ron Jones was the man, right, in modifies. Unbeatable. Won every championship. All of a sudden, here comes Leo Burkhardt Schmeier. Good racer. Good racer. Not Ron Jones, right? But he's a good racer. Well, how that rule came about is if Leo had a bad weekend, He'd get a hold of his buddies at promoted tracks and be like, hey, we're going to race on Tuesday. <laughs> hey, we're going to have a race on Wednesday. There was no show-up points. It didn't matter if they got three cars, 30 cars. didn't matter. Hey, we're going to have a race. He won himself a national championship or five or whatever it was by doing that. Wasota comes up with a rule that if you're going to schedule a race, unless you have a predetermined rain date on the schedule, you have to have a two-week window to schedule a race. No, they let that slide during COVID because there was so much craziness going on. They're like, no national points anyway. Who cares? They, you know, didn't affect nothing. Now there's national points. Okay. National titles. There's drivers that race that track. Chad Becker, Josh Gorczewski, both of them vying for the national championship. In the Modifieds, Dale Ames, Mike Stearns, right? So you, there's drivers in all these classes that they might not battle for the win, but they're going to be battling for top fives in national standings. That, that's an unfair deal, right? If, if Grand Rapids rained out three, four times this year, should Brokings say, you know what? Um, rest of the year, next week, we're going to race Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Oh, well, it didn't go very good this weekend. We're going to go ahead and race Monday. And just keep scheduling shows because you can, no matter how many cars show up. We're talking about with soda, right? That literally disqualifies drivers because a with soda sticker falls off a stamp wheel. That's a DQ. They can't follow their own freaking dumbass rules, right? But, hey, we'll penalize drivers. They ain't, got a, they ain't got a sticker on DQ, right? They got all this craziness. They got a black eye. There's tracks talking about jumping ship. And now they're doing this stupid shit. They can't follow their own rules. Come on. Get your shit together. This can't happen. Rules are meant to be followed. And if, if you can't follow them, maybe it's time for tracks to look at a different sanctioning body. That's a huge donkey award to the Wasota Promoters Association. All right, another great place to comment, fans. Uh, uh, this is a pretty hot topic. All right, another fan question, Ryan. 
from a frustrated late model fan. Did Granite City cancel the Challenge Series race because of rain, or is it more because of the tire issue? What are we hearing? Well, there's a conspiracy theory. It looked like there was tornado warnings and some weather came through and probably made the right call, right? Probably made the right call. I don't know how much rain they got the night before. It could have been really muddy. I have no idea. However, there's a bunch of late model drivers bantering that they were mandating the 40 for last week's Challenge Series races on the right rear. Not making it an option, right? So if you're a driver that had all the right rear tires that you needed, it wasn't okay for you to run the tires you currently had. They were making everybody go buy a 40, and that wasn't at Wissota tire prices. They were $200 a piece for a right rear tire. Well, some drivers are like, I already got tires. Why the hell do I got to buy a tire for one race? This is stupid, right? Well, maybe it's a combination of both because there were some drivers that said, screw it, I'm not going. I'm not buying a tire for one race. It ain't happening. Now, I, I got wind today from some tire dealers out there. There are no late model tires, right? They got they got just a handful of tires left all the way through the Wasota 100. I mean, it's, it's been a shit show with, with Hoosier corporate getting tires. I, that's just a bad deal all around. You know, other conspiracy theories are, are they hoarding the tires at Hoosier corporate? So that way they keep them for the Wasota 100. I don't know. You can come up to your own conclusion on that, but the tire deal is going to infect. Uh, it's already affecting invites a little bit, but uh, hopefully not too much. All right. Let's hear your comments out there on the, on the tire situation, especially racers. You kind of, you're in the, you're in the trenches here. You kind of know what's going on. All right, Ryan. I got, I got one last thing here on as far as hot takes. Because we saw, we talked about the huge purse for the Silver 1000. All these invitationals, you see purses out there for Labor Day and the, and the Wasota Classic, the Northern Nationals, the Sites. They all got them out, right? The Mater, the Punky, the Legendary 100. You know what hasn't been out there? The purse for the Wasota 100. Uh -huh. I mean, it's two weeks away. It's the one event Wasota has to take care of all year long, and they don't even promote it. It is absolutely just ridiculous. They don't have no information out there. And they got a, they have a paid media person that doesn't post anything on media. In fact, if you go to the website, the if you look at the latest news, the last thing on the Wasota latest news is from like May 9th. I mean, it's like it's like somebody just abandoned the Wasota Promoters Association and like they wonder why things are falling apart. They they got a they got a lot of problems. Oh, I wasn't aware of that. All right, yeah, it's a good point. I yeah, you're right. I haven't seen anything on the Wasota 100 either. Maybe it's because they monopolized the weekend. They just figure everyone's going to show up. Um, I don't know, but uh, yeah, they could probably do a little bit better. All right, like I said, invite time. So let's let's get into it. Just a little bit predictions, kind of thoughts. Uh, what you know, kind of what you're looking forward to most. Starting off with, of course, like you said, the 50th annual uh, Silver 1000. So again, I believe Troy Powers. You could pipe in here too, but I believe that's. The longest running tied with the World 100, longest running invitational held at the same venue. The, but yeah, the same venue. That's the is it tied with the world or is it one year behind? Is it tied? I think it's tied because is it is it the yeah. 50th this year, Burke? The World 100? Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Okay. So I'm pretty sure that's the stat. It's the it's the longest running invitational tied with only with the World 100, um, being that it's at the the same venue. 
I, I'm jacked up for that one. So 50 years ago, Crash Carlson, right? And we all know Crash. Him, Todd from Todd Science and Jerry L got together and they came up with this idea to pay. I, I must have paid, did it pay a thousand dollars? Yeah, thousand dollars in silver dollars, right? In silver dollars, yeah, with a big cup. They started that and they just continued that legacy on Puka. Two classes. classes. Two classes. Uh, it's <laughs> it's the best show as far as invitationals go. I mean, this is still they're gonna have a huge car count over or under. I'm gonna go with 45 late models and 45 modifieds over and under. Oh, oof, that's a big number. I'll I'll go right there. At I'll push at right at 45. Bert? Um I'll go over. I'll go over on late models, under on mods. Weather looks good, jacked up for it. Huge pay. Again, tip of the cap to everybody involved, Troy and Jonathan Powers, especially. Six thousand plus to mm. win. It's gonna be great. Yeah, six, I mean, I'm looking at this first. I mean, seventh place, 2136. 10th place, one thousand ten dollars. And you don't go through tires in Proctor, right? Not really, no. Yeah, I mean, you know, so and like you said, two classes and they run a fast show. I mean, you're in there and boom, 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 boom. That tracks right in town. You know, they've got curfew issues. So that show, you get there, they start on time, they run through that show. Like I said, it, it is the best invitation of all of them. It is. I'm going to touch on a few invitationals that are coming up just briefly, and then we'll talk about, you know, we're, I'm going to the Silver. I know you guys won't be there, but Cheyenne Speedway out in Lisbon on Monday, the Rebel Midwest Mod finale, $3,000 to win. That's a big one for Midwest Mods. Greenbush, NLRA doubleheader. I think they have NLRA late models Friday at the River City Speedway, but Saturday, Sunday, they got a doubleheader up in Greenbush. A little salty about that one because I, I want the North Dakota guys coming to Hibbing, but, you know, it is what it is. Viking Speedway down in Alexandria, the high-flying half-mile. They got a pair of shows Saturday and Sunday. The Big Buck Nationals out at the Brown County Speedway in Aberdeen. One of those invitationals I'm not a fan of just because it's a heat one-day feature the next. I, as a racer, I did not like those, but I think they'll get a lot of locals. Like, pretty good pay for that one. They'll get a pretty good turnout. The East-West Clash is this weekend. I don't remember it running Ooh. against Labor Day. So I believe it's this weekend, which is weird to me. But, yeah, out in Gillette, Wyoming. And then Rice Lake has a special on Saturday. But I'll, I'll be, I'm, no, I'm just going to jump ahead here. i got a question for you. So nationally, right, late models, you got the Herald Review 100 at Macon on Thursday. That's a reminder to you. Jeff said, remind Puka. Puka, there's your reminder. Friday, Farmer <laughs> City, 10 grand. Saturday, Fairbury, 10 grand. Spoon River, Sunday, five. Four Bullring, Illinois late model tracks. There's two World of Outlaw late model races and two Lucas Oil late model races. Would you rather, right, if you're watching the national stuff, would you rather the Illinois races or the Lucas or World of Outlaws this weekend? Well, I said size does matter. Um, so I'm taking a little bull rings. <laughs> yeah, I think that Illinois thing's gonna be fantastic. Now, car counts. I mean, as far as well, I mean the quote unquote stars. You know, you're gonna lose some lose some star power there. But of course, Pierce will be there. Now, I was wondering, Devin Moran, where's Devin Moran gonna go? You know, because he did. You know, maybe he stayed. Maybe he didn't go all the way home to Ohio. Maybe he's sticking around. Maybe he's sitting somewhere in Illinois, run that swing, or is he gonna go down? You know, try the Lucas stuff. He's not that far from them. 
um or, or yeah well yeah the lucas stuff that he's not that far from um because the uh, world of all laws kind of pushed more into the deep south with smoky mountain and livonia um well, how about you ryan the illinois race is hands down it ain't even close i mean something with that material the size of the track it builds a cushion it's elbows up racing it's it's showtime, right? Bobby Pierce going to make some money. He's going to win some races this weekend. <laughs> Keep an eye on him. We don't, we didn't pick any of them races, but he's going to be fun to watch. Now, yeah. now, well, let me let me go back to this making just to tell the fans. Yeah. So, making this is the the rainout date from the Summer Nationals. So, it's a ten thousand to win race, right, Ryan? Ten thousand, and that and making makes. But I'm not positive. I think they cut it to five because of the uh, change of bent, change of date and all that, but. That's what Jeff said. Jeff said it's five. I thought it used to be 10, but it might be five for this one. Okay. And Macon can almost fit inside of Grand Forks. So if any of you have been to the River City Speedway, high banked, 100 lapper, because they're not going to run out of fuel there. It's just tiny. That's an action track. So that'll be Thursday night, right? Yep. Yeah. Hopefully on Dirt Vision. I'm not sure if it's on Dirt Vision or Flow. I assume Dirt Vision. Um, we'll have to look that one up. If, if you have the... If anybody has those streaming platforms, just look it up. But you won't want to miss it because it'll be good. Now, Luca, the races that you and I are going to, that kind of – I'm kind of a homer, right? I like these events Friday night. Um, I believe the 28th annual was Soda Classic over at the Donlinger Ford Grand Rapids Speedway. So I get to, I get to grab a mic. I'm going to be announcing yeah. this weekend, so I'm going to be co-announcing with their announcer up there. I'm kind of excited for that. That's going to be fun. Um, but remember, it was supposed to be a structural buildings with sort of late model challenge series race, right? And we all remember what happened during the XR Northern Storm. And the, the board at the Grand Rapids Speedway says, hey, if we weren't good enough to run that, we, you, we don't want you back. So they're going to have a late model show. It was originally going to be challenge series paid for like two grand to win. But Jeff Provenzino uh, took it upon himself to kind of rally the troops, get a hold of some uh, potential sponsors. They raised it up. It's now going to be 3000 a win, um, 2000, I believe for second. And they're working on the rest of it as we speak. So late model drivers, if you were thinking about going from the silver directly to Hibbing, Go to Grand Rapids on Friday for two reasons. One, the pay is going to be good, but for two, nothing against tipping. But if I were in a would you rather, I'd rather race on Grand Rapids' track than Hibbing's because it's been pretty good as of late. So looking forward to that one. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks, Jeff Provenzino. And yeah, I mean, you know, the Rapids got their swag back. I mean, it's, it's, uh, because remember when they, there was many years there where they did race the late models for, I don't even know, 600 bucks. Remember that? But it was been about five, six years where they, you know, they, they kind of said, Hey, let's, let's make this a bigger event. Let's get, you know, it's been a challenge series race for whatever, five, six years. So, um, you know, I'm excited for that one. Of course, I'll be at that one. I'll be at the Labor Day shootout. Uh, but yeah, just the biggest weekend of racing up here in Northern Minnesota. Yeah. And you know, what are you looking forward to as far as it goes? I mean, let me ask you this, Puka. last year, remember the Canadians could not cross the border. Okay. Over and under seven cars from Thunder Bay at the Labor Day shootout. Uh, I'll take an over because they got that huge Midwest mod contingent up there. So I'll take the over. That'd be awesome. And yeah. 40 a night. I would really like to see Cole Chernoski come down. He won the XR Northern Storm Series in the Midwest mod. He's undefeated in the Super in Thunder Bay. Bring that Super down here. Right? I want to see out because he's a good racer. I want to see him compete 
against, I think Shane Sebraski is probably going to be there. I'd like to see that battle. But uh, that's going to be exciting, right? What, what do you think? What do you think when her car comes? Uh, what, Labor Day? Or, or are you talking Labor, Labor the whole thing? Labor, Labor Day. Yeah, I'd, I'd say... What, 35 Midwest mods, 25 mods, because they got Brainerd going on. You got Rice Lake going on. Late models, I'd be disappointed with anything under 40, because, I mean, this is – so for years when, when Hibbing had the Challenge Series, it wasn't a huge benefit because there weren't a lot of guys from out west following it. But now we've got um, Jordo and his brother, you know, following it, Searing's following it, Edgington's up there in points, and we're actually going to benefit up here for a lot of travelers coming in and watching some of these racers we don't normally get to see. So, um, like I said, I'd be disappointed if we didn't get to 40, right around 40 in the late models. Uh Supers, uh, what do you think, Ryan? 30? Well, I'm going to go with this. I'm going to say 38 late models. I'm going to go with 33 mods, 25 supers, 44 Midwest mods. Okay. So there it is. Yeah, that's pretty easy. And then what else they got? They got uh, Hornets. Hornets are running heats one day, features the next. They'll probably get a, you know 15 or so of those as well probably a couple of heats so it's going to be good weather looks good knock on wood yeah. i'm excited to get up there i think what i'm most excited about is quite honestly the racing i can watch any of the any races online i don't know if hibbing's being streamed i have not seen hibbing being streamed this year um so thank god i'm going because i do want to watch it but you know i get to go up there you know spend the weekend with my daughter with my mom with my dad you know get over you know hang out with you my buddy mike mackey you know, probably Dickie Bell will be there, my old pick guy, Nick Mackey. So a lot of, you know, that's my home track, my home turf. So to be able to go up there and, and just kind of hang out with everybody, get a little barbecuing in, see the tardies, you know, talk about how fast they used to be in my own mind, you know, that kind of stuff. Labor Day was always, you know, that was kind of special. I mean, we won, we won quite a few of those, and I think we're, you know, we won quite a few of the Minnesota Classics as well. So um, just fun to get back there and just kind of hang out and have a good time. You know, how about you? What, what you know? What sticks out to you from this weekend? You know, all your years of racing. You know, what what's this weekend mean to you? Oh gosh, it means everything. Like I said, it's the biggest week in Northern Minnesota. We, you know, that all eyes are on us. You know, this is I just I counted earlier before the show. This is my 29th Labor Day shootout that I'll be going to. Um, dating back to the first one in 89 when your mother brought me. You were in the pits, but your brother brought me. Um, she showed up later because you guys had gotten there early. That was. Well, that was the last year that they started racing in the evening because that was the night that the cops almost shut them down. And I did come in the pits. We stood on the M West trailer and watched Nesbitt win the feature. But um, so, but yeah, just just everything because the energy is here this week. Like this is where it's at um, for Wazota Racing, uh, Labor Day weekend. Um, like I said, four day swing works great for the racers. You just don't know who we're going to show up. Look at like uh, Mike Stearns last year shows up. Like, holy cow, Mike Stearns, that's a silver 1000, you know? So you just don't quite know who's going to show up. Smoking Hank Barry, will he come back? He was here for the XR Northern Storm. Will he come back? So um, if any of you know anyone that's that's a little bit different, that might be kind of a, a dark horse, I, I guess maybe dark horse is the wrong word, but just an unexpected entrant, maybe throw in the comments and also throw in the comments what you're looking most forward to this weekend. Uh, we appreciate hearing that. So how about you, Ryan? Excited for it, being around the people. I guess my memories, I mean, that was, I I guess my biggest memory as a kid was every single year, you know, I'd talk to my mom or talk to my dad or both and just say, give me a ride. I want to go to the hotels, right? And there was a hotel in Chisholm right across from here, yep. near Austin, right? You know, so there was a, what was it, a Scott's, what was it? Scottwood Motel. 
Scott would hotel. And I got pictures of John Canta and uh, Dwayne Mater. Dwayne Mater, yeah. Yeah, they stayed there. But we used to go to all the hotels, and Bert probably remembers these days, too, with the open trailers. And we'd, we'd be like, there was no social media, so we didn't know who the heck was coming. We had no idea because it wasn't all posted everywhere. So we'd go over to Hibbing, to the Park Hotel, and all the hotels. And we'd even, I'd get to go to Virginia and drive through the track, and we'd be like, oh, my God, that one's here. Oh, they're here. They're here. And it was so cool, just the anticipation every single, I guess it would be Friday night, leading into the Labor Day shootout. That's kind of changed, obviously, with the big white boxes behind uh, behind trucks. You don't know who's in what. Cause most people don't letter their stuff anymore. But I, I would say my biggest memory, other than the racing and all the different events, was just that anticipation of, of the big, you know, the big stage, the auto car introductions and just a, just a great weekend. So super excited to get back up this weekend. Yeah. Awesome. All right, let's move on to who's hot and who's not. Um, Bert, you want to start us out there? Well, I mean, obviously, how can you not go with Tanner English with uh, who's hot? I mean, uh, two straight victories, and I think Ryan said he finished third in the other race uh, at Davenport. So uh, um, he's my choice for who's hot. Well, you're right. Ryan Tims, okay? Now, this is a, a, what is he, 16? I think Turn 16 on Friday. Yeah, so that would have, that's what allowed him to race. Now, he'd been winning a pile of races in 410 sprint car action. I mean, he's been really, really good, right? World of All Laws, remember, just a few weeks back, they come to Houston and they said, nope, we ain't letting you race. You can't race a World of All Laws event. You've got to be 16. And it's like, I mean, I get it because, I mean, I mean, they're, fast freaking race cars. I mean, I mean, I get it, right? But he's not your typical 15, now he's 16-year-old, and uh, already second night in the car, um, parking on the podium, second place finish over at the Red River Valley Speedway in Fargo. I mean, let me ask you, could he be the next big thing in World of Outlaw Sprint Car Action? Go ahead. Well, I mean, he, he's certainly uh, well on his way to uh, um being that i mean based on what he's done so far but he's gotta prove it now once he's <laughs> once he's racing with the big boys yeah he was 17th and 9th friday up in in grand forks he had the hard charger and then he's the youngest driver to ever podium in a world of outlaws race uh with that second place finish in fargo on saturday so uh yeah definitely talent uh i think he's got four wins at Houston. I think I, I did a little bit of uh, research on him today. So, uh, but yeah, like I said, just fresh, freshly 16. And, and I think Gio Selzy is the youngest driver to ever win a world of outlaws race, like 16 years, 10 months. So um, we've, we've got, you know, essentially let's call it a year uh, for him to, uh, to, you know, break that uh, record of Gio Selzy's. It'd be cool to see. Uh, all right. So I, my, my hot is uh, Brad sweet. You know, he, we, you know, Bert, you were picking him early in the year. He couldn't nab a win. I mean, I think he had one for, for the longest time, but we're starting to see him, you know, moving into victory lane. He won the Grand Forks race last year when I was out there. He won the Grand Forks race again um, Friday night. Uh, Fargo, he led a lot of laps before Macedo slipped by him. So um, I've got Brad Sweet uh, giddy up right now in the hot seat. Who's not, Bert? Oh, you got to go Superman. Come on, he didn't win last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I'm kidding on that. Um, I'm going to go with Mother Nature because in uh, eastern Wisconsin, the month of August has not been kind 
um, because <laughs> the dreaded R. Off, it's in my time. <laughs> well, well, she must already be pissed off because, uh, like at Shano, two and a half, two and a half weeks out of the last four weeks have been uh, rained out. Uh, I mean, two complete washouts and half a washout one other night. So, uh, and I mean, it's not just Shano Speedway in Eastern Wisconsin. I mean, there's been like two complete washouts two weekends that were complete washouts at almost all the tracks in the area. Who's now, Ryan? You know, I'm going to go with Johnny Broking. Johnny Broking, not hot. I mean, last last week, I mean, I expect, I expect him to pull into Grand Rapids on a weekly night win race. That's what I expect, 45J win race. Now, 45J, if you watch the tape from Dirt Race Central, 45J crossed the finish line first at the Grand Rapids Speedway on Thursday night. The only reason is because he gave his spare nose to Josh Bolio and he won with it on, right? That's that's how that happened. So really, it's a 22. Johnny kind of got a little over-anxious. He does that once in a while and uh, got a little over-anxious, got, you know, he, let's just say he did not finish. It was a rough night for both Brokings. I think Bob was still third, but he tore some shit up. But uh, the Brokings had a they could have had a better night. Now, with that said, time to rebound. It's time to shine, right? It's time to shine. We'll see if he can rebound here over Labor Day weekend. But uh, after seeing what I've seen, your uh, advantage RV Montour champ, come on, Johnny. Can't be doing that. <laughs> All right. I'm not a hot list. I've got Dennis Herb Jr., like uh, we talked about a little bit before. 11th place on Thursday night, 6th place on Friday, decent run, and then a 19th place finish on Saturday. Like I said, he was involved in that little incident, ended up pulling off uh, D, uh, DNF, so uh, ended up 19th. But uh, Dennis Herb, like I said, can have to be a little bit more consistent as uh, Tanner English is heating up here. Locks of the week. Who's our lock of the week, Ryan? Our lock of the week is always Jay Schmidt Real Estate, Watertown, South Dakota, 20-plus years in business, racing family. I mean, if you're in that area and you need commercial land, residential, any type of real estate transaction, your lock of the week, your sure bet, your go-to is real estate by Jay Schmidt. Bert, who you got? Um, I'm a little reluctant to go with this lock of the week because I don't want to jinx it, uh, but I will. Um, Jordan Bartz will hang on and win the IMCA Modified Championship at Shano Speedway to become the first woman to win a Modified Track Championship. Oh, very cool. Awesome. She's up. If she loses, Bert. I know. She, I will. She, that that you you better you better hope that don't happen. Okay, <laughs> uh, you better. Coca, you go ahead. What do you got for your lock of the week? I got I got <laughs> Kyle Peterlin winning a race sometime between Thursday, Friday, and both dates, uh, or Saturday, Sunday. So one of the four nights, Kyle Peterlin's going to park it in victory lane. Who you got? Pretty good odds on that. He runs good at all those tracks. I'm going to go with a 525 crate. We'll win one of the two Labor Day shootout nights in the Wasota Late Model. So a 525 crate, there's a handful of them out there. They've all won races. And uh, then we're going to be, it'll be interesting to see which one finds victory lane. All right, time for the last lap. Uh, Zuli's race engines get a hold of Frank. 
Uh, we've talked about them before. Uh, ZuliesRaceEngines.com. Ryan, any winners this week? Any winners this week? Zuli Race Engines, any winners? <laughs> really? Really? What kind of question is that? Yes, lots of winners. So, um, my buddy Rob Petroff out at the Big Sky Speedway in Billings. Kyle Dykoff, a pair of wins. Madison and at KRA. Brandon Hackla got it done at Tomahawk. Tucker Peterson, another win at Greenbush. And the Wolverine, Justin Vogel, getting it done at the Fiesta City Speedway in Montevideo. If you can't beat them, you best join them because Zuli Race Engines, they find their way to victory lane. All right. Why don't you, uh, why don't you start us off? Well, the first thing I'm going to start with, I didn't have on the list. Did you see what happened at the Lancaster Speedway? Uh, I heard about that. Wasn't there a shooting? There was. That guy, the guy tragically lost his life. So we're talking, guys, we're talking $15 to get in. Jeff sent me the information on this. Um, a guy actually came in, didn't have a wristband on. The person at the gate was fussing with him, said, you can't come in, you ain't got a wristband. The guy pulled out his gun, shot him. The guy ended up passing away over $15, right? So if you work at a ticket booth, right, and you got somebody just being a complete belligerent clown, just don't fuss with them. It ain't worth your life over 15 bucks. Who gives a shit, you know? But that donkey award to that guy, I hope that guy rocks in jail. That is, you don't see that at dirt track racing very often. Absolute tragedy, heartfelt, you know, our thoughts and prayers go to everybody at the Lancaster Speedway. Um, just a terrible, terrible thing. Um, now, on a positive note, we talked about a couple, we talked girl power. Kennedy Swan, of course, she came to Grand Rapids last week, put a beat down on the Ooh. boys, right? And she rolled on Friday. Ashley Merworth won her first ever Midwest Modified Track Championship at the Granite City Speedway. And then in the street stocks, Vogel and Dykop went out to casino, kind of point hunting, not a lot of racing going on, looking for some points. Not happening. Maria Brooksick uh, from the fourth row, she uh, she was not letting the boys win. So kind of another girl power weekend. Uh, there's some very, very talented ladies in Wasota racing action. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Savoy. Well, speaking of ladies, we think ladies, we think dancing, right? Now, Ryan Savoy, unbelievable night. He, he doubled up at the Gondon Claw Speedway, uh, winning the makeup feature and the regular feature in the Midwest Mod. Now, a year ago, Burke might remember this. Remember the the guy that won, and then his pit guy was on the car doing like a strip tease after the race. I had that video on one of the shows about a year ago. His pit guy, his fan base, back in action. I didn't have any fan. Well, not that I know of. I might have had a fan or two like this. His pit guy literally decides, "I'm going to jump on the car. We're going to celebrate." He takes, you know, one of I think must have been like a hoodie up and. He starts to dance. I got the video here. Y'all can see the video, but let's just say that he face planted right off the top of the car. Donkey Award, epic fail. Bad enough. We don't want to watch. I mean, come on. I mean, they, they have a lot of fun. They get after it. But if you're going to dance, probably not fall off a race car. Not a good thing. But I got that from a, a buddy of mine said, hey, you got to you gotta post this. He goes, this, this is classic. So, that, that might have been the moment of the week. There was a lot of moments at the Gondi Claw Speedway. If you would have stuck around after the races, that was a good one. Yeah, well, speaking of Gondi Claw, more from the tech department on a Gondi Claw? More news? Uh, yeah, Bert. More, more, yeah, more deck type drama, more tech drama at the Gondi Claw Speedway. Okay, now, it's not what you think. Remember, Bert, opening night over at the Gondi Claw Speedway, they really disqualified five late models, I think it was. 
in the heat race, Pat Doerr being one of them. Pat Doerr's still a little grumpy. He's, he's high. He's still upset about that. He's still mad. And he even went as far as saying, you better make sure your shit's right talking to the Belfies because their dad's a tech guy. Mike Belfi wins the late model makeup feature. Guess who was there in tech making sure his deck height was right? Or? That's right. The Double One Express. Backdoor <laughs> guest tech guy at the Gondekloss Speedway. I think it's kind of funny. Um, I mean, he's still salty about that. I mean, I, I get it. It is what it is. But um, needless to say, Mike Belfi's deck height was good. He passed tech. Pat Door made sure of it, but uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, Pat probably won't fail that height again. But he's still, <laughs> yeah, that's still in his memory bank. That's kind of funny. Parker Anderson, let's stay on Godnick Law in Spirit, Wisconsin. Parker well, Anderson. So we talked about the double rollover, right? Well, Parker Anderson had a double rollover. He rolled over guys in the makeup feature and in the regular. I feature. shouldn't be laughing, but it's like you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> Unreal. Now, I. I, the second one was not good. The first one, he just kind of flopped over. The second one sounded like it was bad enough that he might be done for the year. Like he, I think he I think he tore that one up. Kind of brings me back. Uh, do you guys know of anybody that's ever rolled over more than once in a given night? Most of the time, you roll over and you're done. <laughs> what, didn't Donnie Schatz roll over three times um, that one night in heaven? Two for sure, but I feel like it was three. You mean back in like 96? Yep. I remember him rolling over at least once in, in one and two, but uh, really? Yeah, for sure, for sure twice, maybe three times. So it don't happen often, but Parker Anderson, uh, a hell of a race car driver. You know, he's got a great career ahead of him, but that was, that was a really – I mean, that, I've seen bad nights. That was that was a really bad night for uh, Parker Anderson. Yeah. Bert, new winner in Lucas Oil competition. Yeah, the hurricane. Yeah. Uh, one in the Lucas series, it, it was his first win in a hundred and I think it was 14 starts or something like that. Yeah, July of uh, 2020 in Florence was his last victory. Okay. And uh, so, yeah, it was uh, good to see him get the win. He broke a uh, JD Superman streak of, uh, well, it says winning the crown jewels. I wouldn't, I wouldn't exactly say that this was a crown jewel race, but, uh, but yeah, broke JD's streak, win streak. So uh, it's good to see him back in uh, victory lane. But uh, one thing about that, about that, I was watching uh, some of the heat races, and uh, you don't see B Chef get passed by a local too often for for a heat race win. <laughs> I can't remember the local's name, but he he passed B Chef and took the victory in one of the heat races. What? Well, I mean. Greg Satterley's a local up there, and he passes a lot of big guys. Wow, yeah, but it wasn't Satterley. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that don't happen often. But, you know, I think that was Earl Pearson Jr.'s first win in the 46 car, too. You know, and, and yeah. remember, he jumped into the Papage ride. He looked good right out of the gate. And then he kind of tapered off a little bit, but great to see EPJ. Now, let me ask you guys this, right? So, Lots of emotions go through, right? Lots of emotions. Obviously, you in a 50 grand to win race, you're jacked up, okay? Do you think that he had more of a excited to win or a sigh of relief that he finally did? 
Ooh, that's a great question. Um, and he was, I mean, he was going for it at the end there too. He was not going to be beat. I mean, he was pretty elbows up and bouncing around. And I mean, he wanted that win. Like I said, four-time champ, uh, pocketing 50 grand. I, I don't know. I think he was happy for the win. I, I don't know if there's a lot of pressure there uh, with Papich to, to win races. Although he's, I think we'd all agree he is much improved since he's been in the Papich ride. Well, I, I don't think there's pressure on him to win from Papage. Uh, but I mean, Ryan, you raced as a driver, when you don't win for a long period of time, it starts to weigh on you. And, you know, is that, uh, is that victory ever going to arrive? So I think it was probably a combination of both. I mean, he was happy for the win and there's a little, little bit of uh, relief, a little bit of weight lifted off his shoulders. I 100% agree. You know, obviously you're checked. Doing a 50 grand to win race, that's a big deal, but Somebody, you got to remember, what's he got? Four Lucas Oil championships. Champ, yep. You know, so when you're a four-time Lucas champ, you won all those races, and you go on a dry spell of that long. There, there's some relief for sure. I mean, it's like, huh, finally back in victory lane. Now, can he repeat that? Right? Can he? You know, don't wait 114 more races to get victory lane. You know, can? You know, do you think he'll win one more before the conclusion of 2022? Taking the under. I'm going to take the under. I mean, he'll win again, but I don't think it'll be this year. What do you think? I think, I think he's going to. I think he's going to win. I mean, he's been pretty quick. He's been fast, and I wouldn't be surprised if he wins one this weekend. You know, so I guess we'll wait and see. I mean, it's 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 good for the sport, you know, seeing, another, seeing a guy like him get back in victory. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's one of the – the nice guys in the sport uh, i've had the opportunity to interview him before because he won a he won a lucas race in uh the now defunct uh oshkosh the racetrack in oshkosh which is probably only about uh, 20 minutes from where you are right now ryan um right. <laughs> uh, but he won a race there and you know he was very very cordial in the interview and then i saw him at uh, outlaw race at shano later that year because i put I put him on the cover of Full Throttle magazine. A hurricane uh, comes through Oshkosh or something. So I gave him that magazine, and, you know, he thought it was pretty cool that he was on the cover. <laughs> and, Ryan, you wanted to touch on the mods on Port Royal. You know, let's face it. The late model racing was good, especially great to see him back in victory lane. But I just don't know how to say it without saying that the mod racing was better back-to-back nights, right, with photo finishes at the end. And, of course, a guy that we've been talking about, right, Ethan Dotson, Bakersfield, California, kind of running the Arpin ride. Last lap pass on uh, the thrill from Mooresville, Nick Hoffman. That don't happen often. Um, it's happened twice now in, in recent weeks to Hoffman, right? But great to see that. The, the next night, a couple cars got together, and a guy, I think Altabelli, slid by him on the bottom. So the monster is excellent. The second night, was that the Stremi incident? Yes, yes. The, the the slider gone wrong? That was maybe a little donkey. We're the third, that's where the third place guy just kind of capitalized, right? First and second, the slider went wrong. Shit got ugly. And uh, the guy was there to park in victory lane. Mod racing out there was good. I, I was surprised how good it was, um, you know, big track like that. But it was, it was pretty entertaining. Yeah, and that's, yeah, that's, I mean, kinda, that's almost like big block modified area. So I was kind of surprised that they had them. Go ahead, Bert. 
I was just going to say that Stremi incident. Yeah, that's where that uh, the driver that was in second, he was determined he was going to take the lead by the time they were coming out of four. And he didn't he did not have him cleared. And obviously they both went up into. Actually, it's lucky that they did go up into the wall because they were actually connected. And when they hit the wall, that actually freed them up from each other so they could continue on. Yeah, true enough, true enough. Look, I got one more thing. We talked about uh, Gateway. I talked to Zach Wallers. He is registered for the Gateway Dirt Nationals. So, yeah, so that will be super exciting. You know, I brought that came to mind because, of course, the Wissota Classic coming up, Zach Wallers has the most late model wins in Grand Rapids in 2022. Could the hometown guy win it on, on Friday night? Oh, he could. Yeah, the Jungle Boy, absolutely. He could. I'm not picking him, but he could. <laughs> All, right. All right, so let's move on now. Current standings up here on the screen for those of you podcasting. Bert and I plus five on the week. Pretty good week for us. Bert's still a point ahead of me. Jeff plus two. Ryan plus four. Big week. Luca sounds surprised. <laughs> Ryan plus four. You're, in, you're into triple digits now. You're 102 points. <laughs> So, um, and then here's a little list of the, you know, you can see up on the screen here that, you know, the races we're picking, obviously busy week, a lot going on. Um, so in conclusion here, guys, kind of, what do you, Bert, what are you look, looking forward to most this week? Uh, well, uh, we've talked about this a lot on the show. I, I'm, uh, I like uh, good battles for championships and uh, it's a uh, championship night at Shano Speedway. And there are still some uh, uh, divisions that, um, uh, have not been settled yet. Uh, like I said, uh, Jordan Bartz is going for her first championship. She's got a five-point lead in the IMCA Modified Division. Uh, I think Trent Nolan has like a 12-point lead in the IMCA Stock Car Division. But what's significant about that is uh, Travis Van Stratton has won like the last, I don't know, seven or eight championships in that division. So uh, if uh, Nolan can hang on, he would break that streak. So uh, that that that's a pretty big deal to break a streak like that. So I'm looking for championship, looking forward to championship night at Channel Speedway. And Ryan, we're probably on the same page here. We're just wanting everything up north here to go smooth. Weather looks good. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I mean, ultimately, I mean the 50th annual Silver 1000, probably the race the the race I'm looking forward to the most is the Helberline Speedway and Proctor, the Silver 1000. But I'm just looking forward to getting up there, hanging out with my mom and dad, hanging out with my daughter, hanging out with you, you know, seeing a lot of my friends up at the Hibbing Raceway. I mean, I've been cut, I cut my teeth there. I spent, I, I did all my racing career right in Hibbing and Grand Rapids and Proctor. So it's kind of like I'm coming home. Kind of, you know, I get the itch, right? I see Ron Mader winning all these races. It's like, you're <laughs> way older than me, right? Well, let me you ask are... you this. Let me ask you this. And are you bringing your racing suit and helmet? And I'll be honest, is it packed in the truck? Well, let's just say that I actually did, crazy enough, I lost a couple pounds. I probably fit back into it now. Um, but the fact is, I did not bring it with me. Um, Jeff Gross keeps telling me that I need to race his car at the 100. Uh, I'm like, I don't know about all that, right? But, uh, yeah, the fact is, this this might be the first year in a long time that I haven't turned any laps. Bert's turned laps. I haven't turned I, any I, I was just going to say, you sent the text earlier in the week that Bert turned some laps, and I haven't yet this year. Right. Yeah, I guess, I guess never say never. I mean, 
there, there's still there's still plenty of time left. I mean, I might have to get into something just to like keep the streak going of at least racing. Now, I wouldn't really call what I did last year racing, or, you know, whatever. But I mean, it's uh, I don't know. I like I said, I see Ron Mader winning races, Tom Harris winning races, some of these old dogs. Hell, Doug Koski. Doug Koski had a pair of podiums last weekend, right? So Koski ran really well. I see all that, and it's like, huh. Getting itchy. You know, Getting itchy. Yeah, yeah for <laughs> sure. So, no, I'm looking forward. It's going to be fun. Look forward to seeing you. And uh, I think uh, we got, we'll have a lot to talk about next week. That's for yeah, sure. absolutely. All right. That's it for episode 143, boys. Yep. All right. So thank you, everybody, for joining us. If you liked it, please uh, share. You know, like I said, give us a like. We'd appreciate that. Uh, merch and swag. We'll have a little bit at the Labor Day shootout. Track down Ryan and I. We will end Grand Rapids. We'll be there. Uh, big thanks to all of our partners. Dirt Track Supply, Brad Parsons, Soil and Egg Solutions, Jay Schmidt Real Estate, Zuli's Race Engines, BuyRishHurts.com, Impact Health Sharing, Blue Line Brews, Dirt Rate Central, Mason Aaron's Videos, uh, the one to go show at gmail.com. We've been getting a lot of questions, so those fan questions stuff. So, yeah, feel free to hit us up or hit us up on, on any of the messengers and stuff because um, you know, we love, love the interaction with you guys. Um, Spotify, TikTok, Snapchat, Facebook, Rumble, YouTube. That's where you can find us. For Ryan Ayo, for Bert Lehman, I am Puka. Get out there and be your dream. You're tuned to the One to Go show. Production of Goat Sports Media, LLC.